Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Tuesday, and it's crazy that uh, it's only been a week since the horrific shooting in Kansas City. Obviously, for uh, legality reasons, we're probably not going to see who these people are who are involved, except for the grainy security camera because of them being juveniles. Until, Until full charges are made. And there is a rule, a law that says that there are cases in which as young as 12 years old can be tried as adults. And I suspect that's going to be the case here. That's just a guess. I don't know. But as far as the identifying the juveniles is concerned, you can't do it. There is a specific rule that says that you can't until certain circumstances are met. And they haven't been met yet. The investigators are still exploring other individuals who may have been involved. And until that happens, it may be a while yet, but these kids will remain in jail, as will a third party who alleges <laughs> that he picked up the gun to give back to police officers. Well, maybe, but the guy had felony charges against him that said he couldn't carry a gun. He said he was going to give it back. Yeah, but he didn't give it back. That's just it. Anyway, it's uh, probably going to be a little while yet, but eventually these kids will be known. Their pictures will be made. That have to be. Yeah, they're grainy right now, but he got a pretty good idea of what the <sighs> circumstances were. Yeah, yeah, it's still crazy that it just, it's only been a week. It just, the thing that bothers me, Mike, is the long, longer this goes, the mind has a way of uh, shunning this aside. Mm-hmm. It can't happen because well, we've had any number of circumstances like that. And until this is brought to the public's attention in a perhaps very significant way, it's going to continue. Yeah, and the thing, like I said, when it happened the day after, it's the, it's the complacency that we're getting used to this. And that's not a good thing at all. All right, let's talk about baseball. Spring training, getting rolling, and a former baseball bear is actually going down south. He is. He's going with the New York Mets. His name is Luke Voigt. He has been with that organization in the past. This is a minor league contract that Luke has signed, but it is with the understanding that he'll work out with the Mets major league team with the hopes of becoming the DH. Now, Luke, this is hard to believe, who was a big star with the Bears, home run hitter and all that, that's been 10 years ago. So he has developed into the middle age status as far as athletes are concerned. However, he can still hit. He was the major league leader in home runs with 22 during the COVID year of 20 and 21 with the New York Yankees. Let him go. He was with the Angels for a while with the Washington Nationals. He's well-traveled. Lucas Lucas is a solid ball player, but he is probably limited defensively. However, <clears throat> Luke Voigt can hit still can hit, and the New York Mets are good and going, at least allegedly, going to give him a shot at being their DH this year. See what happens. Good luck to him. Speaking of his alma mater, they have got a big test today, don't they? They are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it should be a very nice afternoon down there for baseball. Bears are going to play Oral Roberts University. <laughs> a guy asked me the other day, why don't they play Tulsa University? Well, the reason is that Tulsa doesn't have baseball, and they have not had baseball on their athletic curriculum for almost 35 to 40 wow. years now, a long time, maybe even longer than that. But the fact is that Oral Roberts does. Oral Roberts was a college World Series, one of the elite eight teams last year, even won a game in the World Series over TCU. They have a fine team. They have opened the season, ORU, 
losing two out of three games. They lost to Evansville, which is a Missouri Valley Conference opponent of the Bears and a pretty good one. Evansville has a good team. So we'll see what the Bears do in one game this afternoon. This Oral Roberts team, nobody to trifle with. They play up here later on in the year, and then the Bears go back down to Tulsa. Three games this year with the ORU Titans. Actually, that's wrong. They're called the Golden Eagles now. (laughs) How many people stuck around in Daytona for that race yesterday? There were a few less, but no, they had a pretty good house on hand. Uh, They all want to be, all the racing fans in the country want to be part of the Daytona 500, one of the traditional openings to the spring sports season in any category. Whatever it happens to be, when they run the Daytona 500, you know spring's here. They did get it done yesterday, dried out, and William Byron came away with the win. Now, William Byron won six races last year on the NASCAR circuit. He was far and away the individual leader, but he'd never won the 500 until yesterday. But it was certainly an exciting, if you find this level of racing exciting, final 10 laps. On the eighth lap, that means there are eight laps remaining in the race, Byron and about 15 or 20 others are in contention for the lead. Big wreck on the eighth lap. Took out all the contenders, or most of them, including Joey Logano, the the pole sitter, and many others who were right there in contention. Took him right out of it. So then they get down to the final two laps. That's the white flag lap and then the checkered flag lap. Well, the rule uh, in NASCAR is that if the white lap has begun and there's another wreck, then the race goes as it is. The cars are frozen and they go right to the end. Darned if the wreck didn't happen. And it took out one of the challengers but it is after William Byron had already begun that lap. So he coasts home the winner of the 500, his first one, and that's a big deal for him. He's fine driver. He is. A lot of fine drivers out there, and it's almost as if it, uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy when wrecks happen in that fashion <laughs> at that point in the race. But it is racing, and it does happen often. All right, let's talk about basketball. How many... Uh, how many good games we got this week? We have a full scale of good games coming up. We're getting down the stretch now of the regular season, the tournament time. And this is also uh, pertains to the high schools. Uh, the uh, class ones, classes one, two, and three teams in high school have begun their district play. That's one loss and you go home, get ready for the baseball season. As far as the colleges are concerned, Connecticut, winners of 14 straight, is far and away the unanimous leader among the men's college basketball teams. It is South Carolina, undefeated and unchallenged, and far and away the best of the women's teams. Then you get into circumstances where they play later on this week. Connecticut plays tonight, and they play a very good Creighton team, but Creighton from Omaha, former Valley team, probably not as good as UConn. South Carolina plays on Thursday night. They play Alabama. Anything can happen. South Carolina was behind at halftime in their game on Sunday at home playing Georgia. Katie Abrahamson Henderson, former Lady Bears coaches team, but came back in the second half as they always do. They're a fine team. So we see some pretty good games, and the Bears, well, they're coming up uh, tomorrow night to talk more about them. I know you've been squirreling away your uh, chocolate chips for uh, uh, the tournament up there. Who you like? In the Valley Tournament, you have to go with the Valley leaders who are Indiana State and Drake. They are both very good teams, but this league is so well-balanced. Indiana State's going on a losing streak. They've won two in a row, or I should say lost two in a row now, and showing signs of vulnerability. Anything can happen. One thing is certain, 
that the winner of that tournament goes to the big dance, the yep. NCAA tournament. And big game's coming up tonight. Though. Yeah, we do. And uh, that's what's uh, right in the forefront. All right. Um, Mizzou. I think they're gonna. You think they're gonna write the ship tonight? It'll be awfully difficult. Yeah, very difficult. Missouri is 0 and 12 in the Southeastern Conference. Hugely unexpected record. Their team is not that bad. They had Ole Miss beaten in Oxford, Mississippi, on Saturday and let it get away. That's the that's the trouble with the team. They simply have gone on scoring droughts, and that hurts them. Missouri has some good players. But they play tonight the number five team in America, the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee is 19-6 and coming into this game, second place in the Southeastern Conference, coming in off uh, wins over Vanderbilt and Arkansas. It'll be a tough, tough night for Mizzou unless they play to their capabilities for 40 minutes. And if that happens, then Coach Gates might get his first win of the year in the conference but it'll be difficult Tennessee is very good absolutely good luck Tigers you're gonna need it Ned you have a great day I'll see you tomorrow